Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is season 4, episode 280 of this daily study podcast. Thank you so much for joining us once again today. Apologies for missing yesterday's episode, we will be catching up uh, with an extra episode at some point. I'm not sure if it'll be today or not, um, but we will catch up with another episode uh, for you. Um, just a number of things going on uh, yesterday, and uh, also tomorrow is my daughter's baptism, so lots of things to keep us busy, uh, but we'll see what we can do. Um, today we are continuing with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, covering October the 17th to the 23rd in Jeremiah, chapters 30 to 36, and Lamentations. And today uh, we're going to continue um, with looking at Jeremiah at the end of chapter 31 and 32, they shall be my people and I will be their God. The verses selected uh, for today uh, focus on the Lord's relationship with his covenant uh, people and also how he will always return and be there for his covenant people. And how the new and ever- the everlasting covenant uh, will be made with them. In verse 31 of Jeremiah 31, it says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Now, to help us understand what it means by a new covenant, um, the Come, Follow Me manual says this, um, quote, It is new every time it is revealed anew following a period of apostasy. It is everlasting in the sense that it is God's covenant and has been enjoyed in every gospel dispensation where people have been willing to receive it, close quote. Um, so this actually comes from the guide to the scriptures about the new and everlasting covenant, which helps us understand a bit why the Lord calls it so, uh, a new and everlasting covenant. Not that it's changed as much from the last time it was on the earth, but because it has been restored to the earth again. Um In verse 33, it says, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I'll put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Um, This idea of having the law written on our inward parts is an important one, uh, one that shows it's not a, a gospel of outward expressions, although there are things that we do outwardly to show our commitments such as taking the sacrament and other things like that but a lot of our relationship with christ a lot of our devotion is done inwardly um a lot of our a lot of our development um and learning should uh, be done inwardly if we were to just have the instruction and guidance given that we have on a sunday be the only thing that guides and instructs us uh, and teaches us about christ then we will not have enough that we need um, Elder James E. Fowles said, quote, Many of us do not have a full awareness of what we really know. Even though we have been taught the gospel, we may not fully be, be aware of what the Lord has put in our inward parts and written in our hearts. I do not claim to have an absolute understanding of all the principles of the gospel, but I have come to know with certainty the divinity and authority of this church. This came to me general, uh, gradually, line upon line and precept upon precept. I now know that I know just as you can come to know uh, that you know, it can happen to you. Knowledge, <coughs> knowledge comes through faith, close quote. So this idea that it can be written, it can be um, cemented uh, on our inward parts is important because we need to 
work towards that and have that as our uh, goal in terms of learning about the gospel. Uh, in verse 34 it continues, And they shall teach no more every man his neighbour, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Again, we see this wonderful promise that the covenant people of the Lord, uh, as they strive to live their covenants, and as they strive to be faithful to him, that they will be able to be sanctified and be cleansed and have their sins remembered no more not just be forgiven of them but have them remembered no more the lord is a forgiving and a forgetting lord um not because he is uh faulted or because or because he is prone to forgetting things that are important but because he is loving and merciful enough to forget those things as we repent uh president boyd k packer taught quote repentance is individual and so is forgiveness the Lord requires only that one turn from their sin, and he will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. As the repentance process is completed, you will come to understand the meaning of Isaiah's promise about the atonement. Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Um, just as chalk can be removed from a blackboard, but with sincere repentance, the effects of our transgression can be erased through the atonements of Jesus Christ. That promise applies in every case. Close quote. And it is indeed a fantastic, wonderful promise uh, that we have been given. That brings us to the end of the promises referred to about the covenant people in Jeremiah 31. But we continue in, at the end of verse 32, in verses 37 uh, to 42. And again, we have a, uh, this promise about the gathering, how they'll be gathered from all countries um, by, from the, by the Lord. But really, I just want to share verses 41 and 42 in this bit. <coughs> it says, Yea, I will rejoice over them to do good, to do them good, and I will plant them in this land assuredly with my whole heart and with my whole soul. For thus saith the Lord, like as I have brought all this great evil upon this people, so will I bring upon them all the good that I have promised them. The Lord refers here to the fact that there has been evil brought upon this people and Again, because he has not been able to protect and to safeguard this people, evil has been allowed uh, to to fall upon them, to conquer them, to scatter them. But he also promises that it will all be made right in the end. And that is a promise that we can all take with us uh, throughout this life. That if we, well, first of all, even if we strive to keep our covenants and our covenant keepers and covenant makers, then difficult things will happen. Uh, but there will, of course, be things that fall upon us if we are if we don't keep our covenants. Um, that will be as as a result of our of our keeping not keeping our covenants. <clears throat> but the Lord promises that as we return to Him, that He will make all things right that are difficult, uh, and that is again a promise that is repeated. And I think that sometimes in the moments that we forget that when the difficult trials or the problems come as a result of our own choices or because they are natural consequences of living in, in a fallen mortal world, um, we forget that the Lord has promised that he will make all things good for our case in the end, even though it may be difficult at this moment. And so uh, let's hope that we can remember that as those times come. Thank you so much for joining with us today. Please uh, join us tomorrow. 
for our study uh, and for the extra episode whenever I managed to record that. Uh, thank you for um, listening and please do share the podcast. And until we meet again.